Praise and worship. We hear it all the time in church, right? But what does it really mean to praise and to worship God? Am I qualified to worship? And what does my obedience have to do with anything? Well, find out all of that and more in today's episode. Please join me and Pastor Anthony and Lady British as we discuss the essence of praise and worship. You don't want to miss this episode, so please stay tuned. everyone, it's MJ. Thank you for joining me once again. I hope you are having a lovely day today. I would like to take the time to say thank you to all of our listeners and subscribers. And if you are new to the Change My Life family, welcome. I hope that you will subscribe. There will be many inspirational episodes that will be coming your way. And don't forget that you can stay connected with us on social media. We are on Facebook as well as Instagram at Change My Life Podcast. So thank you again for your love and support. All right. I am very excited about today's episode and my very special guest. They are the founders of the Spoken Word Fellowship Ministries, and they are the pastor and first lady of the Calvary Covenant Church of Chicago. And last but not least, they have a wonderful show that they are the host of and is entitled Let's Do Life. And we will definitely get more information about that later on today's show so we can tune in and support none other than Pastor Anthony and Lady British. Thank you for being on Change My Life today. Thank you for having us. We're excited about this wonderful opportunity. We're honored. Yes. Thank you so much for inviting us onto your podcast. And uh, we're looking forward to this uh, time to share uh, and the interview that you have access to come and be a part of. We're we're elated. Wonderful. And I just feel like this couple is custom made for this episode today because you can definitely tell they have a passion for this. And I know by watching them that this is a lifestyle for them. This is not something they just do in the church walls. And so that is my prayer for you all today that are listening, that after you hear this episode, you will have a better understanding of praise and worship, a greater appreciation for it, and also that you will implement it in your daily life. And it won't be something that you just do on the church walls. So that is my prayer for everyone today. And before we get started, I just learned that Lady British is certified in the worship <laughs> arts, and I would like for her to tell us a little bit about that if she doesn't mind. Cool. Sure. Um, several years ago, I want to say um, it was around 2008, uh, I had the privilege of, of meeting uh, Vivian Hibbert, who was the founder of the Worship Arts Conservatory. Um, that was located uh, in Pasadena, California, and she is a um, renowned international um, author and teacher on worship arts and uh, prophetic worship, and she's also a multi-instrumentalist, and I was blessed to um, be a part of her school, and I studied with her for uh, 16 month and, months and earned a um, certificate in worship arts 
And so um, it was just a privilege to study, you know, worship from that uh, perspective to really dig deep into uh, various topics surrounding worship that we don't hear about on an everyday basis. But um, and even to this day, I'm still, you know, uh, using that same information uh, that was obtained during that time with her. That's awesome. That's really awesome. So I'm I'm very excited about this today. I know I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for this. So let's get into it. So if you all can please address what is praise, what is worship, and what are the similarities similarities and differences between the two? You know, I some people may get them mixed up. They don't truly understand what it is. So if you all can break that down for us, what is praise? What is worship? And what are the similarities, if any, or the the differences? You want to take it first, huh? Well, <laughs> so a, a good way to explain uh, praise versus worship. Let's say praise versus worship. So okay. praise is it what is what happens automatically as a result of living. Hmm. You know, because um, any any living substance uh, that is um, that is alive has the ability to praise God. So it's a result of existence. Hmm. You know, uh, a plant praises God because it's a living organism. And so um, as a believer, you know, I praise God because of what he's done. But as a believer, I also worship God because of who he is. And so it's being able to recognize his worth recognize his value, recognize, you know, his sovereignty. A plant can't do that. Yes, yes. (laughs) And so when you look at the difference between the two, praise is, it's actually, I've heard different ones say, well, you know, praise leads us to worship. Well, you know, it depends on what setting you're in or the mindset of the individual, you know, because if you realize God's value and you realize that he's sovereign and you have that intimate relationship with him, our lifestyle is a result of our worship to him. Hmm. So it's, it you know, it doesn't necessarily have to lead per se into worship. And so we can't, you know, necessarily look at, at, at worship as, you know, just this place that we go to, but it's actually... It's a part of our daily lifestyle as a result of a relationship with sovereign God. I, and I agree with that, that you shared, uh, Lady British, about praise and worship or the praise versus worship, because you're right. A lot of people don't consider them as two distinct aspects of, of relationship with God for the individual believer. So I talked about like praise is a form of thanksgiving, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, for the things that God has done for us. Mm-hmm. Praise expresses gratitude. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we praise people, we praise things. Mm-hmm. It shows our gratitude. Um, I, I also know about worship is uh, worship. And you, you mentioned it, it. It's about the time with God. Mm-hmm. Worship is, I believe, specific to God. And, and I say that because it's about Pouring onto him who he is. Mm-hmm. It's the, the root word, uh, the etymology, if you will, of, mm-hmm. of the word worship from a biblical standpoint mm-hmm. is a, it's, it's worthiness mm-hmm. or worthship. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about what is worship, you can't have worship unless you have an object of worship. Mm-hmm. 
And that's where you get into idolatry and all of those types mm-hmm. of things. So when we're talking about worshiping the true and living God, you have to establish that you're worshiping God mm-hmm. and you can't worship what you don't have a relationship with mm-hmm. or who God is not a what mm-hmm. you don't work. You can't worship mm-hmm. who you don't have a relationship with mm-hmm. because you don't know its worth mm-hmm. or his worth. So real worship, as you said, Lady British comes out of the relationship. Mm-hmm. And you can't know what something or someone is worth if you don't know them. Mm-hmm. Praise is 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 more distant in relationship, if you will, mm-hmm. from worship. Because he says, let everything that have breath mm-hmm. in the scripture praise the Lord. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. Right. Mm-hmm. And so praise is thanksgiving. It's gratitude. It's to uh, show what something or someone has done and has done well. We praise our children, teachers praise students, you know, things of that nature. Leaders praise followers. And so when you're talking about praising God, it's, it is it is also relational. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you got non-believers that can say, God, thank you for waking me up this morning. Yes, but yes. The, that worship piece. And I will say in terms of a similarity, MJ, is that one thing between the both is that they are both intentional mm-hmm. and purposeful. You don't mistakenly. Mm-hmm praise someone. You don't mistakenly Mm -hmm. uh, worship someone. And so I do agree that they are distinctly different Mm -hmm. um, and they are both both, um, have to be intentional Mm -hmm. and purposeful. One of my favorite Psalms is Psalm 100. And in there it says, enter into his courts, his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. And so I don't, not to go too far in, but you know, there, there's a, there's a whole line of it. It, it. it it goes all the way and it does lead up into an intimate relationship. Whereas in the book of Revelations, you got the 24 elders that are bowing down and they just crying, holy, 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 dominion and honor and power and majesty. They ascribe to God. And when you think about the word, word holy, you're talking about someone who is perfect, someone who is well put together yes. and is not lacking in any area. And you can't call God holy if you don't know God. You can use it from your mouth, but if your heart's not into the relationship. So that for me is a, a, a snippet of the different similarities and talking about what is praise, what is worship. Wow. We can we can end the interview right here. We can just end it. <laughs> I, I, I'm just tapped in. Like that was so good. So thorough. Thank you for that. Um, what is the purpose of it? You know, why is it important? Why is it important for us to to you know engage in praise and in worship? Well, praise and worship is is important number one because it's we do it out of obedience to God. His word commands us to praise Him. Mm-hmm. His man, His word commands us to worship Him, and it's also important because it's a part of our relationship with Him. If we're truly in love with God, if we're truly in relationship with our creator, the praises and the worship is going to come automatically. And so it's important because it draws us closer to him. It it draws us to a better place of knowing him as our God, you know, uh, so that, that whole relational, you know, component is very important. You know, who does not want to be in relationship with he who created you? Mm-hmm. So it's, mm-hmm. it's extremely important from, from that perspective. And it also, it's a, uh, it's a part of our outer expression, you know, to, uh, towards our appreciation towards God and who he is when mm-hmm. others are, you know, um, 
witnessing us, you know, going forth in our praises and our worship. It's a it's a part of our um, it's a testament, you know, mm-hmm. that living testament that, hey, you know, that that individual is in love with their God, you know, the only true and living God. <laughs> and so then that opens up doors even for non-believers, you know, to to there, you know, ask questions. And now you find a door to, to witness and to evangelize, you know, to someone who does not know God. So yes, it's it's vitally important to our relationship and our walk with God. Yes, I, I agree with that. And the only thing that I would add to it um, in terms of what is the purpose of praise and worship from a relational standpoint, and then I'll also address it in terms of corporately when you're talking about in the walls of the church or in the fellowship. But the purpose of it is is because. The, like you said, in obedience is what he requires of us. Mm-hmm. It, it is what his expectation is of us. And so it is it is his work. It is his glory. And in Matthews, it says, um, let your light shine bright before men that they see your good works, but they glorify the father, which is in heaven. And everything that God has created, he is created to bring glory and honor to him. That's where Satan messed up because he tried to take the glory and honor from God. And so it is an expectation of God that we do praise him and that we do worship him because he's a relational God. He's a redemptive God. That's why we have Christ. It's all about the redemption of our father, God. And so the purpose of praise and of worship is to give back to God out of what he's given to us. It is to respond to him, to let him know that we appreciate and to let him know that we're grateful for and we're thankful for. And that's why you can't always dictate how for praise and worship. There are some things in a corporate setting that we have, but in a relational standpoint, you can't dictate how we praise and how we worship because it comes from us. And it is important because praise and worship uh, open us up. Mm-hmm. It, it opens us up. Mm-hmm. And I often say, you know, the, there, there's a spiritual warfare part of praise yes. and worship. Yes. It, it, it is a spiritual warfare piece. Mm-hmm. And Satan absolutely does not want God to get any praise or any worship. And he certainly doesn't want it from us as individual believers. And so a lot of times it's important to praise God because it sends a message to Satan to let him know, I know I'm struggling in my finances, my marriage jacked up, my kids messed up, I'm on employment, I'm waiting for a job, all these things that are going on. But let me show you what I still got victory. I'm still anointed. I still got power and God is still worthy to be praised. The, the three Hebrew boys, we ain't bound down to that. That's not the worship music that we get down with. Right. And right. if God doesn't deliver us out of your fiery furnace, it doesn't take anything away from his ability. And that's why it's important to praise God, because it shows your enemy that they have no footing, no power, no control over you. And when you praise God and when you worship God, he comes through. He comes yes. and delivers. He comes yes. and heals. He moves swiftly. Yes. He moves swiftly to make sure that he rescues his children. And so that's why we need to be found praising and worshiping God is to show him that we're appreciative and we value our relationship. And it also shows the devil that we're not worried about the things that we're going on. Because if God doesn't, if I die in the state I'm in today, it takes nothing away from God's ability. And even in them saying that, that was their worship to God. Yes. Indirectly, they were saying to God, you are so worthy Mm -hmm. that if Mm -hmm. I have to burn in this furnace Mm -hmm. for standing up for who you are, it was worth it. Mm -hmm. 
Ooh, this is some good stuff up in here today. <laughs> I am enjoying all of this. Yeah, I'm Thank getting you. Up too. I'm I glad am, we're not ready as a keyboard, Lady British. <laughs> I am enjoying this. Thank you. Um, I want to ask this. You kind of touched on the next two questions, Pastor Anthony. I'm sorry. But you know what? It's it's, it's okay. Um, how do we engage in it correctly? And I ask this because I know you did mention just now that it comes from your heart and those things. But I ask this because, you know, I've been to some church services where the praise team is going forth. They're singing, they're ministering, and people are just kind of sitting and staring. And Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking, maybe they just don't understand how to engage in it. You know what I'm saying? So can you explain how how can we engage in praise and worship, you know, correctly? Because, you know, I feel what whatever you put in, that's what you get out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I sometimes we put so much demand on the praise team. You know, they mm-hmm. got to sing until their faces turn blue mm-hmm. and then we'll get with them. But that's mm-hmm. not the right way to do mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. So can you all address that? How do we because it starts with you, like you said, your relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's all about connection. You know, mm-hmm. we can lead you to the well, but we can't mm-hmm. make you drink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do you engage correctly um, in praise and worship? First of all, you have to acknowledge that God, who is sovereign, is omnipresent. So wherever you are, he's there. Mm. Uh, when um, Jesus spoke to um the Samaritan woman and he reminded her, you don't have to go to a mountain, you know, to worship me anymore. Mm. You know, where, where, where you are, I am, I am there. So it starts with that realizing that wherever you are, God is there. Yes. He's there. So being, um, in a place of, gratitude and reverence, you know, towards the father, um, the word, it gives us many ways to, to, to worship him, to praise him, you know, clap your hands. Oh, ye people shout unto God with the voice of triumph, um, you know, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, you know, be thankful unto him. So it's an attitude. It's an attitude mm-hmm. that's shown it's it's an inward attitude that's shown outwardly, you know. So, yes, we uh, I agree that we can't, per se, dictate to others on how to praise God or how to worship God. But we can also share the word of God <laughs> with others so so they they can know what the word of God says as it pertains to knowing you know, different ways or different forms of worship. So the lifting of the hands, um, the opening up the, of the mouths, the kneeling before uh, the Lord, again, through our, through our lifestyle, you know, a lifestyle that, um, that is dedicated to, to uh, reverencing and honoring God through what we say, you know, um, how we live, how we treat others, the love that we give to others. All of those are forms of, of worship, how we, how we worship God on the instruments, through singing. I mean, there's so many ways that the Lord um, can be worshiped and can be praised. But of course, that foundation is the heart. Yes. If our hearts 
if our heart is not connected to those different branches of mm. or different forms of worship, yes. then it's really null and void. It's vain. It's vain repetition mm. at the end of the day. Wow. Wow. Wow, honey, you hard to follow sometimes, <laughs> girl. This is challenging. What one thing that of what you said I kept hearing is education. 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 And when we share and worship in different cultures and different communities, I have learned that there are local church bodies that in their foundational classes, there's next step classes, their new membership classes, they are actually training and teaching the sheep or the people mm-hmm. on what is praise and worship and what is their culture of praise and worship. There's a pastor uh, that we connect with in Baltimore. And when I looked at his services on YouTube, when there's praise and worship, you've got that church probably seats 8,000 people. You've got 8,000. You see hands up. You see tears rolling. Yes. And I think that when we're talking about corporate praise and worship, it's one of the areas that culturally it is assumed that people know that the believers, the members, however you want to categorize them, know how to praise and worship God. But if we're not educated, you named a number of things and you use scriptural references, the Torah, the, the Barak, the, the Halal type. These are praises that we need to know. And because in, the, in our culture, we're just used to running, shouting, dancing. But if we're not taught that the instruments have a specific role and yes. purpose in yes. corporate worship, the lifting up of yes. our hands together yes. has a specific role in, in yeah. corporate worship. Mm-hmm. The sayings of hallelujah, mm-hmm. of thank you, Jesus. Jesus, hallelujah in and of itself. You could yes. do a whole interview, MJ, on the word hallelujah yes. when you're talking about worship and praise. But if if the congregation mm-hmm. is not taught mm-hmm. how to entreat praise and worship, mm-hmm. they will not get it except they go out and learn it or learn mm-hmm. it on their own and come in corporately. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the disservices we do as pastors and music ministers and leaders mm-hmm. is that we don't take the time to develop a culture of learned Mm -hmm. praise and worship in our churches. And so that when we're up before the people and we say, you know what, let's take 10 seconds and give God praise. Mm -hmm. Or when the praise team comes up and they're introducing a song and they're, they're, they're talking or speaking along the way. I think one reason people sit there is because they don't know what to do. And the fact of the matter is too, if a person is sitting in a worship setting, you know, with other congregants, not knowing what to do, go home with them and, and assess their worship time at home mm. in private because the, the, the corporate worship really should be an extension of what's already exactly. happening privately. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So if, if, if there is no, you know, outward appearance of worship taking place corporately, follow them home, and then you'll really know why. The other side of that, though, is some people worship at home, Mm -hmm. and their worship experience and expression to God is different from what they're able to do corporately. There are people that spend their time on their face at home. Mm -hmm. But if you're Mm -hmm. at a local church that doesn't have a culture that lets you just come to the altar and lay on your face doing Mm -hmm. worship, some people are going to hold back. 
And then so when you get there, when the praise team is up and they're ready and they're, they're bringing forth what the Lord has given them, it, it doesn't matter the music, the singers, the quality of it. When it's that space of time is provided for praise and worship. If you've been doing it individually, when you come, it's the same God. Yes. And that's why sometimes I felt comfortable in corporate, uncomfortable in corporate worship services because I'm like, you know what? This is me. I don't care. Y'all can say what y'all want to say. I'm releasing my praise. This is the space to do it. I can't do it while the pastors are preaching. So I have to do it here. And at the same time, realizing that the entire time that we are gathered is praise and worship. Praise and worship does not just take place at the beginning of the service. Yes. Mm, You know, the entire worship service is praise and worship. Mm -hmm. So every part of that service are just uh, basically represented the different forms of worship. That's good. Because when when the preach word is going on. That's worship. We're receiving the word from the Lord. So we're surrendering to our ears and our hearts to the word that is mm. going forth. That's worship. Because mm. now we're sitting at, we, we, we don't look at the man or the woman that is in front of us, but we're sitting at the feet of Jesus, mm. really yes. in part, you know, taking, mm-hmm. you know, taking what is being imparted to us through the man or woman of God. That's worship. When we're giving our offertory unto the Lord, we're giving, giving is a huge form of worship so that that's worship every single part of that service is worship so we have to get out of the mindset of you know praise and worship is at the the opening of the service no that's just a part Mm. of the service it's interesting because we say sunday morning worship right sunday morning worship service right And, and that's good so by my last thought on this how do we engage it correctly uh, it starts from your heart. You've got to put your whole heart in it. We yes. have to put our whole heart in it. It starts from surrender mm-hmm. and the, it's total truth. Mm-hmm. We engage worship and praise corporately and individual with corporate truth. That same example you gave with Jesus and the Samaritan woman. He says the hour comes and now is where the mm-hmm. father seeks worshipers mm-hmm. to worship him in spirit and in truth, yes. Jesus brought the woman at the well into the revelation of truth, mm-hmm. truth of who she was mm-hmm. and truth of who he is. Mm-hmm. And she said the Samaritans and the Jews, we don't got, he mm-hmm. broke it all the way down to mm-hmm. total truth. Mm-hmm. And she got the truth mm-hmm. so much that she went back to the city and told the people and they came back and they went back and got people. Mm-hmm. And they said, it's not because of what you said. Mm-hmm. You told us the truth, but now we have seen the truth. Mm-hmm. And so worship and praise, you engage it mm-hmm. by surrendering total truth. And in that, mm-hmm. you got to be like, listen, I'm jacked up, Lord. Mm-hmm. I'm coming before you this Monday morning. Mm-hmm. My weekend was off the chain. Temptations came. I yielded my members to temptation. Forgive me. But here I am. It don't take anything from you being God, you being sovereign, you being holy. Forgive me of my sins and unrighteousness. Creating me a clean heart. Go on and go on. And you get right into worship. Mm -hmm. Don't wait to the opening prayer Mm -hmm. to get your total truth together with Mm -hmm. God when you get to the corporate setting. Pray on your way to church. Yes. The Psalms of Ascension, they got ready for worship on their way up to Jerusalem. And so it's your heart, it's your surrender, it's total truth, and it's your relationship. And as far as I'm concerned, those are the bedrocks to engaging correctly in praise and worship. This 
is so awesome. This. Praise God. I, I am thoroughly enjoying this, and I hope you all are enjoying this, too. This is so, so, so good. Thank you, Lady wow. British. I enjoyed both of you all so much on that. But Lady British, you said something that really, really stuck out to me. You said that the whole worship service, the, well, the whole service mm-hmm. is praise and worship. Mm-hmm. You never really think about that, but mm-hmm. it's so true. Mm-hmm. And you did mention even your giving. Mm-hmm. And I do want to touch on that mm-hmm. um, because we're told and we're taught that offering is a part of worship. Mm-hmm. But all the time, it doesn't feel like it. And I, I'll just talk about my own personal experience because I've been to some church services where it, it feels everything. It feels like everything but a worship experience. Mm-hmm. And I've been to some church services where the offering was really awesome. Mm-hmm. And so the ones that weren't that the experience wasn't that great was, you know, it feels like an intermission, you know, everybody gets mm-hmm. to talking and go into the bathroom and mm-hmm. all of those things. And then, you know, you have your, who's ever up raising it saying, you know, can I get $10, $10 line? Can I get $20, $20 line? Can I get a hundred dollars, hundred dollar line? Yeah. And I was at one particular service and my cousin was there and she was very offended that the, the person that was raising the offering did that because mm-hmm. she was just like, you know, that's personal. Mm-hmm. What I'm giving, mm-hmm. she said, it's personal. Why, mm-hmm. why do I have to tell mm-hmm. everyone what I'm giving mm-hmm. to God? Right. You know what I mean? And so when she said that, I said, wow, that that's true. Because, mm-hmm. you know, this is not something that, look, look I'm giving $100, you know. I don't feel like we should just show everybody like, mm-hmm. oh, look what I'm giving in the offering. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel it's kind of like arrogant. I'm just going to be honest. Mm-hmm. And then I went to one particular service where I left that service and I said, wow, I really enjoyed the offering. We say that about everything else. We say, oh, the preacher was good. I enjoyed the choir, the band. But one particular service, I said, wow, I really enjoyed the offering because the offering portion of the service was so powerful. There was a prayer that was said over the people's finances. They went into a worship song and the presence of God came in and we gave and we gave in worship. We went into worship after we gave our money and it was just an awesome experience. It was just so awesome. So if you all can touch on that, mm-hmm. you know, you could just give me your thoughts on that offering being a form of worship. Yeah. Also to, you know, um, connect with what you said with the experience that you had. It's obvious that that was the culture of that house and people gravitate to their culture. You know, again, it yeah. goes back to education. Uh, Pastor Anthony uh, mentioned before. If uh, the culture, you know, is this is a sacred moment, sacred, you know, that's what's going to be in the mindsets of the people. Mm-hmm. The people follow learned behaviors. Yes. And in order for those behaviors to alter, it has to be taught. Mm-hmm. When we think of giving, um, the word even reminds us, you know, uh, it's better to obey than to sacrifice. Forgiving, for, for some people, you know, giving of their finances can be a huge sacrifice. But mm-hmm. if they're giving out of obedience to the Holy Spirit, if he tells them to give everything that they have in that moment, in their pocket in that moment, it's not about 
what's in their pocket. Exactly. It's about their obedience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So when we look at that, you know, that that is our highest form of worship. Because hmm. look at our greatest example. God gave his hmm. son. And without God giving his son, we would not be the redeemed of the Lord today. Mm. It's true. So Christ is our example in all things. (laughs) He gave his life. He did. So it's, it's again, it's a heart issue. It's a, it's a heart issue, and, and and so when we when we look at this time of giving and we we uh, engage in this time of giving, you know, it, it it is so important to have that mindset that I am about to give unto the Lord, you know, out of appreciation, you know, mm-hmm. for Him being who He is, you know, sharing with Him what already belongs to Him anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I'm saying, Lord, I appreciate you so much that I, I'm sharing, you know, with you. And I'm really not sharing. I'm, I'm, I'm really, you know, it, it, it already belongs to him. So really, he's already shared with me. <laughs> yes. Yep. So I'm just giving it back to him, mm-hmm. you know. Well, it, 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 is, it is when you say the giving and the obedience piece uh, that, that God is looking for. It is an expectation of God. And I'm not going to read all of this, MJ, if you don't mind. Exodus 25, uh, it, it says, the first verse says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, Speak to the children of Israel that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart, you shall take my offering. And then he goes into there and he tells them what what are the offerings that they should receive from the people. But then when you get down to verse uh, number eight, he tells them and let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. And so when, when God is asking for us to do something. When he's mm-hmm. asking for us to give. Now, like you said, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof. Everything yes. belongs to him already. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need them to bring the materials to right. him so right. that he can work with it. Right. Remember, he is using us so that right. we could bring the glory to him. And so when it's talking right. about building the kingdom, mm-hmm. building the local church, when the people understand that it is God expecting me to give mm-hmm. and to bring him an offering mm-hmm. so that his work can be done mm-hmm. so that his presence can dwell among us. Mm-hmm. That's why MJ and your experience, you had this worship, they're worshiping the Lord mm-hmm. and, and it is a worship. You are in the presence of God mm-hmm. and you are giving freely. Mm-hmm. You give freely. You receive. And yes. so he's not asking for an offering as a part of mm-hmm. worship to be daunting, mm-hmm. uh, to be bashing and yep. to bring conviction and condemnation. Mm-hmm. That's man. That's man, because Mm -hmm. leaders know that there are budgets Mm -hmm. and there's money needed for this. And they got to give this speaker that and all those Mm -hmm. types of things. And usually when you're in those services, if we're telling the truth, MJ, let's just tell the truth. Some of the folks couldn't afford the guest speaker that they brought in in the first place. And so they asked the guest speaker to raise the offering and fleece the people so that they could get the money. Now, the honorarium is already what it is. But then now they want to talk about, you know, you raise it and I'll raise the offering and I 
I take this much and that much and it's your people. Shame on leaders, I feel, that allow hirelings to come into our churches and to fleece our people for money so that we could do and feel what we need to do. I think it is a perversion of worship through giving and offering and I do not think that God is pleased with it. And it goes back to education. When the people in a local assembly are taught what the scripture says about worship and worshiping God through giving, they will sit on an outsider who is out of order raising money. They will go into another setting and they will sit on someone who is raising money in a perverse way. Worship through giving is what it should be. Ask people for their tithe. If that's what you're doing, ask them to be generous. If there's a need for the church, you need a roof, you need this. You let the people know we need if you like to give to the house of God so that it can be maintained in this way. You be honest. You do it with integrity. Asking for money is not negative, but as a part of the worship service, when you get to the part of worshiping God and giving, it is bringing a gift to the mm-hmm. Lord. Right. And it doesn't matter if it's $10 or $10,000. I'm giving in humi- humility. Mm-hmm. Right. The one that with the last might that she had <laughs> right. in scripture. She right. gave. She gave from her heart. heart and she yes. gave from obedience. Yes. And so when you're talking about, you know, fleecing people for money and, and doing all of that, raising money, docking, all of this kind of thing. I don't like it. I don't like it. And I think you should teach people how to give. You should mm-hmm. teach people how to worship God in giving. Mm-hmm. Some folks got fixed finances. And mm-hmm. I know we say, you know, if you give unto the Lord, he'll give into your bosom. Press down, shaking together. <laughs> and we use all scriptures to you get over on mm-hmm. people. But you mentioned about the praise. Go home with them people. How many people come short on their bills? Yes. Because they listen to this stuff that these people telling them over the pulpit. Mm-hmm. And if you know in your heart how mm-hmm. to give out of worship, Mm-hmm. You'll hear them and it won't bother mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. You won't feel. I've been in churches where I felt bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a credential holder. I got a mm-hmm. title and they asking for all of this. I feel obligated to give, but it ain't from my heart. Yes. So it, while you prophesying, quote unquote, if I give this seed, if it's not from my heart, I'm just giving it. Will I receive that prophecy? Because mm-hmm. I'm not giving it from my heart. I'm giving it because you scared me. <laughs> I've said oftentimes that when we make decisions and make choices, we have to assess and ask ourselves, are we doing this as a result of conviction of man or conviction of God? Yes. Is it is it something the Holy Spirit has led us to do or is it something that man has convicted us so we just give in? Yes. Yep. Yes. I mean, that's just very. Don't beat true. the people to give. Right. Amen. Amen to all of that. <laughs> <laughs> really, really good yeah. stuff. And I know you all are really helping someone out there. So I appreciate you all. Wow. That concludes part one of the essence of praise and worship. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did. So make sure you share this episode with someone. And subscribe because part two is going to be very powerful and I don't want you to miss it. And if you have not already, I want you to visit our website, which is changemylife.com, but put a hyphen or a dash in between my and life. So it is change my, put a hyphen or a dash in there, life.com. And there you'll be able to check out our blog, get on our email list, support the show and more. So make sure you go visit and I hope to connect with you there. Wow, who knew? Worship through obedience would change my life.